On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we ask which Raider will be the biggest surprise this season. We predict the Raiders' starting lineup this season. Also, the Raiders' O-line secret weapon. We do a little Raiders schedule primer. Good news about Foster Moreau. Bad news about Henry Ruggs. And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. Caught! Touchdown! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is an episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Congratulations are in order. Uncle Soto. Hey, congrats. Is this your first niece this, slash nephew? Yeah, it's it's okay. my first like actual actual niece. Blood niece. Blood niece. Blood in, blood out niece. Yeah, because like look, I'm I'm super close, especially to my dad's side of the family. And uh I have a bunch of cousins. Like, I mean I have like I have like eight. There's like there's like nine of them. So I have eight aunts and uncles. So all their kids and then all their kids' kids, because like Plus, my aunt had kids when she late, so I have like I was taking care of a bunch of little cousins and their kids, and but this is my first blood. Props to you guys breaking the Mexican stereotype. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> kids everywhere. At least, uh, at least they dress her well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I dressed her well. <laughs> little raider beanie <laughs> she's awesome dude i went and saw her on saturday again mm-hmm. yeah she's pretty cool man every time i see her i freaking play the autumn wind for her mm-hmm. like i have i might tell them hey guys every time that's all i ask is let me make her a raider fan that's it yeah well uh props to her for getting born in the off season i always say um my daughter and max crosby's daughter are true football daughters because they were both they were born during the nfl season but during the raiders bye week so neither me nor max had to miss a game they knew what's and up. our presence in those games are equally important so props to our daughters you need to make sure that you're there to support um one last thing on kids we're um like balls deep in potty training my three-year-old oh, no she's peeing in the toilet regular basis Every time. Solid. No mistakes yet. No accidents. Speaking of solids, but pooping in the toilet, different different situation. I don't know why. I just like loves the feeling of a nice warm load in her pants. I don't know. Who does it? Literally just now, we're (laughs) recording this on a, keeps your butt cheeks warm. Recording this on a Wednesday night. We're like, all right, we just got bath time. Bath time's done. Putting her in her pajamas. Like, okay, you need to go poo-poo? Like, no, are you sure you don't need to go potty? No potty. No, no potty. Put her diaper on for bedtime, put on her pajamas, and then immediately she just stands there and like just stares at me. Shit her no, pants right there. She's shitting. She's just like, I, I, she's just literally waiting for a diaper so she can shit in it and not actually poop in the toilet that she was standing three feet away after I asked her three times. I mean, wait a couple of years and she's going to have to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm going to remind her. Remember, remember, remember that time I looked yeah, you straight I, in the eye and asked you, and you shit your you, pants right in front of me. She's gonna roll me in the old folks' home to the toilet. She's like, "Do you need to go poo poo?" We're like, "No, I'm good." And she's gonna roll me into my bed. I'm gonna crack a smile as I look at her. My 97 year old ass is gonna shit my pants. Sweet revenge. Ass. Sweet revenge. Oh, kids. Question of the day: Which Raider will be the biggest surprise this season? Um. We do this question a couple times in off season because I like how I like going back and thinking like, oh, this is what we thought right after the draft. This is what we thought going into OTAs. This is what we thought game three of the preseason and see how things change or not change. I really like I really like doing knowing how we feel about things at different phases of the season and off season. So we'll come back to this question, but the bigger question pinned at the top of the comment section. Let us know. Which Raider do you think will be the biggest surprise this season? Soto, care to go first? You know, 
they drafted Trey Tucker for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to dial up some shit for that kid. And he's not a 4 4 40 guy. He's, he's not. He's, Is the shit they dial up going to be in Frankie's diaper? Or that, the that's toilet? the shit that she dials up. Okay. Yeah. You're right. She wants that banana mash in her yeah. freaking. 1 800 wipe my ass, dad. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. I, I don't miss the. I don't miss those days. I'm gonna be. It was gonna, pure baby poop green. It was like oh cream. God. Spinach. Yeah, she had freaking cream, cream spinach, or uh, or like peas or something. No, she looks like she eats her vegetables, which is a lie. Her poop is a lie. She's turned. She's turned our bathroom into a house of lies with her poop. Oh God! At least be honest with yourself, you know. Yeah. No, I I honestly do think Trey Tucker will because, I mean, he's not like a polished receiver or a guy that you can put out there and he can win, uh, you know, outside routes and stuff like that. Like he's a guy that you get him the ball for with a specific purpose of getting him the ball. Like the play is to get him the ball here or run screens or, or it's just, he's like, he's that type of player. And um, he's not as slow yeah. as he ran. I mean, he, he ran his pro day was four two nine, And his, you know, his get off is amazing. You know he has elite level ten yard split at one. I think it was one four eight. Uh, same as um, as Bennett, super fast, super explosive, good wiggle, good return. I, I think he's going to have a big year, man. Uh, I was I was tempted to pick a playmaker, but it's just like there's just that ball. There's only one ball, and you've got Jacobs that's going to need the rock, Devonte, Hunter, you know all these guys. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you can if you can carve out a niche, that'd be great. I don't think it's expected. Well, and I, and, I, and I liked, you know, for the purposes of this gig, I don't think there's a lot of expectations on him. So if he can deliver something even, qu- you know, quasi diff, you know, yeah, produce well, just a, you know, a decent amount. I'm not, not trying bad. to say they're going to line up four wide and he's going to get the ball a lot because yeah. he's not. He's going to get the ball specific situations where they want to get him the ball specifically. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to do great things when, when he gets the ball. He's not going to be a 20 touch guy. He's not going to be that guy. He'll get. Yeah three, four, five touches a game maybe, but he's going to do a lot with those touches. I was tempted to go one of the second-year players in our defense, Trevon Merrick, Nate Hobbs, um, but I'm still optimistic that they'll turn things around after last season. Not that that, not that like Hobbs' season was awful or he just got hurt, right? He's so hurt. it wouldn't be, I think, a terrible surprise if they played pretty well. So I went way off the reservation. I went Jermaine Illuminor. Really? I think the I think the offensive line is trending in the right direction. Um, I think the like the jitters of the system being moved around as much as it did. I think that played a big part in a lot of his penalties. Um, I think I and like his attitude, right? He was gonna like, oh, we're gonna be the best tackles in football. I was like, okay, okay, I like the attitude. They had a lot going against him. Right, I mean, he's playing next to Alex Barr. He's got to cover his ass, right? And that's why I went him instead of like, because like, you know, left side of the line, the best part of the line, right? Miller, Parham, James. I think Illuminor. I think Illuminor is going to turn into a average tackle for us. I think he'll be a fine NFL starter this season. Yeah, you see, I don't know, man. I, I, Which would I be huge. I think so big. If we can get a decent tackle on the right side. I, I think he's pretty much topped out. You know, I, that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't I didn't pick anyone. I mean, I, I thought about picking Parham. Uh, usually, that sec- that offensive lineman second year is pretty big. You know, especially if you know, he did well his first year. But I, I just think Illuminor is pretty much maxed out. I think that's why they're still looking uh, to draft a tackle in the first round. Is I think that's that's what they're going to get from Illuminor is is mm-hmm. what he's shown you. And it's solid. It's steady. It's not bad by any means. It's not bad. But I think they can do better. He was, I think that's kind of bad last season. If you add all the penalties, if you count the penalties. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's who it's going to be. Yeah, that's who it's going to be. I think the I think the line in general is trending correctly, and I think he's going to be one of the big beneficiaries of it. I hope so. Hoping so. Fingers crossed. Who do you guys think? Let us know. Comment section. Which Raider will be the biggest surprise this season? Maybe it's a surprise bat. You know, maybe you think Devontae Adams is going to forget to play football. I don't know. Maybe you want to do that way. Go crazy, guys. Go crazy. Uh, so as you're listening to this on a Thursday, um, the NFL um, schedule release will be happening today. Um, I will be traveling, but Soto will be doing a live show 
Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. Specific? Pacific? Pacific Ocean. Pacific. And um, it'll be a good show. It'll be great. Very much looking forward to it. We'll get to that in a little bit. I just want to give you guys some programming notes. First up, um, with free agency basically over, I mean, there'll be little tiny ads here, mostly cuts from here on out. But the roster of the Raiders is more the guy the, the the 53 that will be playing this season are basically on the roster now, more or less. More or less. You can get a couple here and there. More or less. So who will be the starters for the Raiders this season? Free agency classes in, the draft classes in. Let's try to predict our starters. Now we'll get a again, this is another one of those things where the answers will change as OTAs happen preseason happens we'll get more definitive answers but i like playing this game early because i liked weighing expectations versus what happens we can always go back and be like man we were so high on jordan meredith or whoever period. The fuck, we were right? so high stop period and this is the show that we did um so i kind of always go with espn's um depth chart just as like a basis you know it's not a, you know it's never like exactly correct they currently have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Austin Hooper, Jakob Johnson, Colton Miller, Dylan Parnum, Andre James, Alex Bars, Jermaine Illuminor as the starters. And obviously that's players, um, but, you know, the fullback's going to be the fullback. And um, they'll probably do a lot more two tight end sets. But the number one guy at each position um, – what do you think of this lineup? I think the biggest question mark is like day one. Is it Austin Hooper or Michael Mayer getting the majority of the snaps mm -hmm. is maybe the biggest question for me. But other than that, this looks about right. If mayor, if mayor shows any type of competence whatsoever, he's going to start. He just hasn't put pads on yet. Well, if he shows any type of anything, he's going to be the starter. That's the guy they wanted. That's the one they went up to. You don't trade up in the second round a premium pick, a top 40 pick, you don't trade up for a guy and then start Austin Hooper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to yeah. start. He just hasn't put the he, the, the pads on yet, but he's going to start. Uh, as far as Alex Bars go, that could be a shuffling. It could be a Thayer Munford thing, because he played guard too when he was at Ohio State. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a Thayer Munford thing. You can maybe one of the, maybe sh uh, shove Illuminor in. Illuminor can play guard too. You have one of the uh, undrafted free agents we picked up, maybe that guy, Brandon Parker. You know, he was slated as a starter before he got injured last year. He may come in here and show something. So I see the right side of that line being in uh, in flux right now, for sure. 100%. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that guard and tackle are Alex Bars and Jermaine Illuminor's not jobs to lose, but like all things being equal, like they're like looked at as the starters, but it's an open competition for those two spots. Yeah, I, I just think bars, it's like I think they're just waiting for someone to take the, the job away from him. I, I think yeah. it's I think solid solid is kind of a little bit of an overstatement with bars. Uh, I think the line plays well as a unit, but he is by far the weak link in that line. And that's just He's just never been a guy who's been a long-term starter anywhere he's gone. And that's, yeah. you know, you saw what happened at the end of the year. Any Anyone who has any, I mean, Chris Jones is one of the better defensive linemen in the league, and he couldn't do a damn thing. And it's mm -hmm. just, you can't have games like that. And he just, he had too many of them. I just think they're waiting for one of these guys to give him a reason, you know? So this is the lineup um, if they're in a three-wide receiver set, one tight end. No, Jakob. We'll just forget, you know, just pretend like Jakob's not there. This is, I think, the starting lineup. Who do you think it would be if they go two wide receiver? They did like a like a like a 21 formation. I think it all depends, man. I mean, it depends on the formation. And if you if you put uh, you know if you Josh Jacobs, Jakob, one tight end. Is well, it Hunter or Jacoby? I think it'll be Jacoby for the most part. I think he's a little bit better playing on the outside. Uh, mm -hmm. I think if you do like two wide receivers on one side of the line, he, he, you know, a, a slot guy, you can you can be Hunter. But I, I do think that mm -hmm. um, 
if it's two outside receivers and then like an X and a Y, I mean, it's going to, I mean, uh, a Z, it's going to be Myers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the strength of this offense is the receiving core. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, other than having the NFL leading rusher and Josh Jacobs, you know, you want as many of these, you know, you want your pro bowlers on the field. Soto, you know, I'm not a super genius when it comes to football, but you Wait, want your what? pro bowlers playing the good football. Guys, you want the good guys to play? I've been told. Yeah, you want the good whoa, guys. Whoa, 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 There's good no football. snap limit good football stuff. here. There's no snap mm-hmm. limit here. We don't have to, like, plague everyone a certain amount of snaps. It's not how it works. There's no load management unless you're uh, the whores that's hanging out with Jimmy Garoppolo. They've got some load hey, management whoa. issues. Hey, you. But everyone else, you're playing ball. <laughs> uh, defense. Um, they currently have it as a base 4-3, so we'll just start there, and we can yeah, always move it around. That. Uh, Max Crosby, Jerry Tillery, Bilal Nichols, Chandler Jones, uh, weak side linebacker, Devon Diablo, middle linebacker, Robert Spillane, uh, strong side linebacker, Luke Masterson, outside cornerbacks, Nate Hobbs, Duke Shelley, strong safety, Marcus Elps, free safety, Trevon Merrick. This one looks Elps? a lot more like there's going to be some moving and shaking. What? Did you call him Elps? You butchered at least seven of these names. Marcus Epps? Yeah, you call him Elps. Which ones? It's Marcus Epps. You call them Marcus Elps. Elps, number one. Okay. You, you called him Parnum. You, his name is Parum. Dylan Parum. I'm always going to get that one wrong. It's my new uh, Clayland Farrell. Clay, Clay Farrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much, how often they're going to be in a base 4 3. Um, not not often, I don't think. But if it's a base four three, I can see this definitely being it. I I just I just don't see them being in this this defense very often. Um, I saw one kind of uh like um like kind of foretelling what the starting lineup will be, and they had a, they were in a four two, and they had Hobbs at the slot. And it's weird. It's like, okay, we don't have a lot of great linebackers, but we don't have a lot of great DBs either. So it's it's almost like... I mean, Faison can play. He showed that he can play. Faison can play on the outside. You want Duke Shell as the other outside corner? I, I, I just hate seeing Hobbs, who's got so much potential as a, as a slot corner, having to play outside just because there's no other options. I agree. That's what I'm saying is we could put Faison on the out Faison and Shelley on the outsides. Uh I don't know, man. It's just we have to see them on the field playing with each other, playing in this system. It's it, you like it's to see them playing with each other. Yes, playing of course, RJ playing with each other. Yes, that's exactly what I want. Well, as opposed to playing with themselves. I mean, that's just gross. I I uh I, I would I could see a four three, but you have like but you have like Tyree Wilson is like an more of an edge outside backer type guy. You know what I mean? Like I really want us like Chandler Jones is going to get a shit ton of playing times because he's a veteran making so much money. Max Crosby's Max Crosby. Let's um let's move let's move Wilson around. You know, I mean, around a little bit. I just I have a lot a little higher hopes for Chandler Jones this year just because of the second half he had last year. The second half of the last year was actually not that bad. If if you double the, the I just I don't think. Because look, we were what we were when we in training camp last season. Um, Chandler Jones missed a lot of time. We didn't hear mm-hmm. a lot of injury stuff. We're like, maybe you know, he's just lo- like a load management type of thing. And it just seemed like he was always missing a lot of time for whatever reason. It just didn't seem like he didn't seem like he was able to get out of the blocks very well. Uh, and second half of the season, he came back on. If you take those stats and double them, it's, it's not bad. Well, that's my point. I mean, whether Chandler Jones plays a lot because he's playing well or plays a lot because he's paid a lot, he's going to be playing a lot regardless. Like he's with that contract. Hopefully it's because he's playing well, but with that contract, he's going to be playing a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's now it's a matter of who draws the short end of the stick between Max Chandler and Wilson, right? Like who's going to be in their traditional edge spots and who's going to be like, okay, we want you on the field. Because the strength of our defense is our D line, even though it's mm-hmm. not amazing. Let's have uh, let's make sure all three of you guys are on the field as much as possible. That's what we're talking. Like literally, on the, number one on draft day, we're like, oh man, imagine Max Crosby with his hand in the dirt and Tyree just kind of like right behind him on the edge or outside backer. Like, holy shit! Like, how do you block that? 
Well, yeah, that's what we saw, you know, a little bit towards the end of the year. Um, I just, I have, I have higher hopes for him for producing more of what we were used to seeing from him. Um, Cause he was, I mean, he was awful the first half of the season last year. Do you see any of the um, other rookies being starters? If not um, early, maybe later. Let's see. Later in the season, I I can see. Um, I can see Bennett. I can see Bernie. I can see Bernie playing a lot towards the end of the year. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who else? Chris Smith, man, I can see him. You know, pushing for some serious playing time. Because uh, there wasn't a, other than other than Dylan, there was almost no rookies with any reasonable amount of playing time last season. There's yeah, anyone. Farrell, I mean, Farrell could could push for a lot of snaps. Uh, let's see. Farrell's a second year guy now. Last year oh, sorry. Guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's really it. I mean, there's a couple, yeah, maybe two I mean, dudes that like might fight for some decent playing time. But I guess again, Bennett. Like you said, Bennett. I can see Bennett just jumping I think in. Bennett there has the like, best right. chance because corner, I think, is the most open. They're, they're Especially if you move Nate to slot. Yeah, their best. De- their base defense is going to be nickel. That's their base defense. Either a three-three, or or um or a um a four-two front. It's it's they're not going to do a base four-three. They're just not going to do it. They're going to have nickel. That's just ninety percent of the NFL runs that. Uh. But yeah, I just we, that's the thing. Is we, we need have, two starting outside corners. Yeah, well, the <laughs> thing Hobbs is, is plays, we, we, have, plays, we have that's we, yeah. We just have so many question marks right now. Not so much in Epps. Uh, he's shown to be a solid player. Marigs, there's some questions. There's some questions there, man. There's question marks there. Can he play? Can he do the things that he's going to be asked to do in this system? Can he? And, you know, and safeties is the stronger part of the DBs, right? Like. Honestly, if Hobbs like, plays slot, we don't have two starting outside corners. It's just yeah, for whoever yeah. fights it out in training camp. I just um, and that's why I like doing this early because right because like maybe come like you know preseason game number two, you know there's like oh David Long has just completely secured that spot. He busts his ass in training camp, getting all the snaps. Like all right, sweet, he earned it. We can say right now, uh, May tenth, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Outside corner is. Two giant question marks. And uh, we always like to end with special teams because it's just so goddamn beautiful. Daniel Carlson, AJ Cole. Dude, you get so wet over that. Dude, and you don't? Oh, my God. Look, man, we kept the more clutch DC. So I got to tell you. It's just so fucking beautiful. Daniel Carlson, baby. Bang. Half as many Pro Bowls as Derek Carr. It'll okay. get there. It'll get okay. There. Um, I had a little. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw this article. And there's not a real big reason you would. It was just kind of a whatever article from Yahoo. But I saw a little a, a something that Thayer Munford mentioned, and it triggered a port part of my brain, and it just got me thinking. And it's obviously not, it's not going to be groundbreaking, but I don't think we ever really got to like sink our teeth into this conversation all that much. Uh, Thayer Mumford was um, big time lineman for Ohio State. Big fish, small pond, right? You're, you're Ohio State starter. You mess up most dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Comes in the NFL and he says this. Usually I'm used to beating everybody, like everyone, every one-on-one rep. But now I'm like, I'm not really beating everybody because I'm going against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And it's like, they're pretty freaking good. It's like, how can I get myself through this so I can see the best version of myself? And it's kind of got me thinking, like the, the O-line, we knew it wouldn't be great to start the season. He's even worse than we thought, specifically penalties and pass defense. And as the season went along, um, we had like 12 different starting or like 12 different guys start for us at one point. I think that was at, at, at the end of the season, like 12 different dudes made a start mm-hmm. on the line for the Raiders, uh, like 
five, six, seven different starting not formations, but like groupings. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually we, you know, they found their stroke, found their five and they, and they steadily improved throughout the season, specifically run defense. Um, got, got pretty decent. And, and we just kind of thought of it like, okay, yeah, it's young guys going for, what do we always ask for? Continuity mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. our line And they got better. Like you can't, you know, if you're getting worse, it's pretty bad, right? Everyone gets better when you're young, unless you're Alex Leatherwood, right? Everyone just gets, everyone gets better as you oh, go man. along. If you're, if you're a young player in the, in the NFL, you get better as the season goes along. But I wondered if the secret ingredient wasn't going against Max and Chandler every day. I don't. I, I wonder if that should that should have been because we talked about oh credit to the old line coach credit to the the, the player specifically um, credit to uh, you know Josh McDaniels for you know formatting blocking schemes that work for them. I don't feel like we gave enough credit to Max and Chandler. I think we should. Well, you know they're they're guys that are known to have just you know great work ethic, so they get as good as they've gotten by working as hard as they have on not only their technique, but just that mindset, every single rep, every single play. I want to win every single rep. Yeah. Every, even in practice. So you take that mindset into every day in practice, you're that, that spreads, right? That spreads uh, to everyone because they don't, people don't want to get embarrassed. People, you know, you get embarrassed by Max Crosby a couple of times in a row. People are like, Oh, maybe this guy can't play. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, it, it makes a lot of sense, um, and that's what you want. You want to have that that type of uh, feeling grow and spread throughout your team because you want to make sure everyone is pushing each other to be the best they can be, and it starts in practice. And not just, and it's not just that Max Crosby is really, really good, but he's also a. I'm not even going to drop to 99 percent on a single rep. Like this mm-hmm. is a dude that was going all out in the Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? Like this is returning touchdowns and shit. Like he doesn't like he he doesn't know where the brake pedal is until the whistle blows, right? And we've all been there, right? Like or anyone who played football, and let's say you're you know like a sophomore or something, you're playing you know against the upperclassmen, and you know the upperclassmen. Like you know, I was a tight end, and I was maybe going against a defensive end or something, and you knew the upperclassmen be like, "Hey, hey, just let's go easy on this rep." God, it's, it's hot outside. It's 85 degrees, you know, second double day. We're, we're two weeks into this and like whisper in your ear, like, all right, I'll, let's make each other look good. You know what I mean? Like you've always, there's always guys like that on the team. And God bless you, them. <laughs> oh, God bless them, right? But we don't want them on our team. That's what we did in high school. That's not what the Raiders do in the pros. We weren't and getting that ain't paid Max. either. And that, and that ain't Max, right? Like you're never going to go, you're never going to be a young offensive lineman in practice and Max is going to be like, hey, Let's make each other look good and take the next couple, you know, half-ass the next couple reps, right? Well, so yeah, not sure. just is he good, but it's a hundred percent every single time the whistle blows. Practice, preseason, postseason, regular season, fucking getting up for breakfast doesn't matter. Yeah, he's all he's all the way, red line all the way for sure. And now I'm hoping that uh, Tyree Wilson could add to that as well. You know, if we can that, get that's... if we can get all these guys, not just. And it's just like a side benefit, right? Obviously, the pass rush is what's most important about having all these guys. But this could be the best thing that happened for our O-line. Max keep improving. Chandler, like you said, hopefully, maybe it was like an injury thing last season as he steadily improved. And if Tyree is as advertised and our young, still kind of coagulating under, you know, average or below average or hopefully getting better than average line goes against those guys every day. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're you're either forced to get better, or you're gonna die. That's yeah, it. you're forced to get better, they'll replace you. That's that's the 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 instance where it's the squeaky wheel gets replaced. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like we keep you keep squeaking because you're getting beat. You keep we keep drawing bad attention to yourself. They're just gonna put someone else in there. And I was I was going through that whole you know process when I the the last not last week but the week before, uh when I was talking about the the draftees. And they have a template of what they're looking for. Even in the plant, the undrafted free agent out of UNLV, like there's a template there of long, athletic, tall, defensive ends. And if you're going to get plugged in there and you have two guys that are already at a, at a super high level, you know, a uh, an all-pro level, that work ethic, you, you have to match or exceed. You, you can't 
fall behind because it's this guy's already making the money that I want to make, and he's he's showing you how he's doing it. So I I definitely see that of big things coming. And that again, like you said, the more it rubs off on everyone else on the defensive line, the better it is for the offensive line. Uh, one of John Gruden, um, one of his best coaching lines is your best players have to be your hardest workers. And that's generally been the case, even though the Raiders, you know, have been performing as well. That's generally more or less been the case is, you know, Max, Jacobs, Devonte, Hunter, you know, our pro bowlers are badass workers. Well, it's yeah. Nice. And, and the, and the main thing to, to what, to what that statement was, was the best players. Mm-hmm. Like from all accounts, Clee Farrell was a hard worker, but he just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same rub. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have the same yeah. stink on it. Well, it's it's a matter of it's 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 team culture, right? Like we want to be a team that busts their ass every single time. When you look up at all the Pro Bowlers, all the dudes making ninety million, right? The guys with those giant contracts that have been to the Pro Bowl, you're like, that's how you get there. I've told this story. I've told this story on this on this show. How um, uh, TJ Huzmanzada. Hu- was mm-hmm. at Fox in the, the call, mama. who's your mama, right? Was in the green room when I was there working UFC stuff and he was there doing NFL. Stuff. I think it was on cowherd or something. And he was telling the story about when he was out at the bankles and Chad Onchocinco would just like leave practice. You just have a, a pity party and just leave. And TJ's a rookie. And he's like, I guess that's how it works. I guess if you're really, really good, you don't have to work hard. I guess that's how it is in the NFL. Because we just assume, like, yeah, play football, you have to work hard. Like, they all know that. It's like, no, they don't. Not everyone. You get to the NFL, your eyes are this big, right? Like, you're yeah. in the NFL now. Like, wow, how does this work? And you see Max, Devontae, Jacobs just busting their ass. First one's there. Last one's out. Never taking a rep off. That's the culture you want embedded in your team. Specifically, like, a Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, you know, every team wants to be that way. It's even more so this squad. Yeah. That's definitely what, what they're looking doing. for. That's what they're building for. Mm-hmm. And they're putting the they're putting the pl- the pieces in place and just letting it happen organically. They're letting the players take it. Like, I mean, you're telling me that wide receiver room that Devonta Adams is going to put up with people fucking fucking around, not paying attention in the meetings, in the prep, in the, in, in, in the game plan days when they're implementing the game plans and, Shit like that, like he's not gonna put up with that shit. You don't have time for that. I wonder if Devontae's a um an in your face type leader or just leader by example. Because I know Max has always talked about like he's uh, rarely, there's a middle like, ground there too. You don't have you don't have to be in your face to say something. Well, like I, I know how Max he's said multiple times he's like I'm not like a raw raw guy. Uh, every kind of football player who does something great, like you see him, you know, celebrate. But he's like mm-hmm. he's mostly a leader by example. There's guys who like grab the microphone, and, you know, the Ray Lewis's of the world, right? Where it's just like, just like just a mouthpiece that never like that everyone listens to all the time. Max mm-hmm. is like I'm more of a leader by example. I'm really curious. I wonder how Devonte is on that practice field. What what is called ratio of, of raw raw to example? Yeah, shoot him a text. Let him know. Uh, like we mentioned, the uh, schedule release, it'll be Thursday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, right here on the Auto Winbex channel. Check it out on the tube. But I want to do a little primer. I want to do a little, like, look ahead. So look ahead. we know what who we're playing. We know who's home. We know who's away. We just don't know when. When. Right? So uh, just a quick recap on how it works. You've got, obviously... Um, the three teams in your conference that you play home and away, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers. And then you play two other conferences, uh, two other divisions, excuse me, home and away. So you've got NFC North. You've got the Packers and the Vikings at home. Bears and the Lions away. And then we're also playing the AFC East. So we've got at home Patriots and Jets and away, Bills and Dolphins. And then you play one conference team who was on the same, who, who placed in the division same as you. So we got third. So that means we play third place NFC North Steelers at home. Third place AFC, uh, NFC East Giants home. And then there's the 17th weird game where it's just kind of like they just match you with somebody who's close to you, right? Like you're both kind of like one of you ended 19th, one of you ended 21, and that's the Colts away. 
So that's 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 who we're playing. Um, this some fucking revenge on that damn game from last year. Jesus, there's some uh, there's some fun games. There's some fun storylines going into this. Um, looking at this Soto, um, this ain't bad by Raider standards. Normally, it's like a ton of we're like one of the most uh, furthest distance travel teams because we're on the West Coast. Uh, they're not giving us like a London or a Mexico City or something like that, right? With the new stadium, we're getting to stay home. And even more importantly, that's one, two, three, four East East Coast teams that we're playing at home. Saves on the travel. And even the away games, um, Detroit, indoors. If it's cold weather, it's in a dome. Colts, if it's cold weather, indoors. it's in a dome. Miami, the weather's going to be better there than in Vegas. There. <laughs> right? Only two potential like cold weather games, Chicago and Buffalo, albeit maybe the two possible coldest games you know out there. Mm-hmm. But... Kind sure. of a not, not too bad. Now we're 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 like I think we're like eighth most difficult schedule when it comes to just win percentage of last season. Mm-hmm. But as far as distance traveled, stadium and weather, not bad, not bad. Sir, I I, I hate to disagree with you. Uh, I'm lying. I love to disagree with you. But the Broncos, KC, Broncos and Chiefs, yeah. Those are those are some potential ass cold weather games but I, that's every season that's i understand what you're saying but we're talking about the the schedule as a whole and there's four potentially really shitty weather games but i doubt that maybe we'll get three of them i doubt we'll get they're gonna i just i, I just don't think that's gonna happen i think we're gonna get hopefully we get uh, a nice fall in, in, in upstate New York. We don't have yeah. to go when it's super blazing hot early in the year or like frozen at the end of the year. Same thing with Chicago. Free Halloween game. God, in Chicago, I would love a know? Halloween game. You get to see Chicago. the leaves changing high Look, 50s, low 60s. We're used to playing. Casey's going to suck no matter what. A gentle we're, little breeze coming over the lake at three miles an hour. Very gentle. I would love like between late September and early November, that little maybe six week stretch, mm-hmm. we could we could pop you know the Bills and the 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 Bears into that range. That would be yeah. that would be nice. That would be beautiful. Anything other than that, it's going to be brutal because it's either really hot or super cold. And uh, and spread around the travel would be nice on the away games. You know, God, Minnesota ex- and Green Bay and fucking New England at home too. Those are big. Yeah, those are nice. Um. Well, we're definitely going to get Denver and Chiefs in the second half of the season, right? We get a couple, you know, a couple in the first half, a couple in the second half. Those will be. Hopefully, it's just the. Hopefully, it's the home games, right? Later in the season, we'll take them, take the away games early in the season. That'd be nice weather wise. Um, I also like. I also would love this. Detroit, I love the Thanksgiving game against the Lions, because remember the, when the Raiders played the Cowboys two seasons ago? It was like the second most watched regular season game in like 10. It was like, it shattered Nielsen. It was crazy game. Plus like it, it was a really good game. And too. the game was insane, right? Yeah. So I think, I think the NFL looks at that. It's like, oh, let's put the Raiders back on Thanksgiving again. Because yeah, normally, and it sucks saying it, normally the Raiders get their primetime games early in the season because the fan base is so huge and so loyal. They're still pumped. <laughs> but yeah, there's still reason for optimism. But as we've seen in the last 20 years, when the season starts getting away from us, the ratings start to drop. So they're like, all right, let's give the Raiders their, you know, the big primetime games early. I, I got a feeling. I have no inside information. Haven't talked to a single person. I just think the NFL is looking like, hey, let's get the Raiders back on Thanksgiving because it was their money on Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I, I we, we were done a big favor, honestly, because there's five games right there that uh, could have been really, really, really bad. The Jets, the Giants play in the same stadium. Mm-hmm. Freaking Lambeau Field when it's frozen out there. New England, even Pittsburgh. We saw last year what happened when we went up to Pittsburgh late. Uh, I was at the I was at the Giants game two seasons ago when like when things were really starting to fall apart. Like that was the game where it's like, oh, finally the weak, you know, the terrible Giants. The, all the stuff with Gruden had already happened, but um, we had just won a couple, you know. We're like, oh, we're we're. we're that was we're in October, over. though. That would be that was a nice nice weather there, though. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying weather wise. I'm saying okay. it was just like 
that kind of derailed our momentum that game. Weirdly, mm-hmm. Patrick Graham dialed up a great defensive scheme against us and it worked basically just like two good corners and that's it. We also didn't mention um, the AFC gets nine home games. So nine home games, eight away games. It's, it's the good year. Flip the coin. I love it. It's the good year. Anything else you want to see when the schedule is released Thursday night? Anything like you're like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. No, nah, I don't give a shit. I, I would I would rather not play the Broncos on like primetime. Like I would I, I want to play another team on primetime, you know? Why? Because I we we I've seen the Broncos too many times. Like I want to see like it's kind of hand of like putting division games. It's like I, I want to see them on primetime because it's like, why does your football team always schedule their worst opponent for homecoming? You know what I mean? Like you want the win. It's like, come on, we're gonna beat the we we get we get two guaranteed wins a year. And that's the Denver Donkeys. Let's 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 put it on prime time. Let's let everyone see. Let's I would love to beat the Chiefs in prime time. I would love to beat the Chiefs in prime time. God, man. what was that? How long ago was it when we had that shocking Thursday night game and just handed them their ass when we hadn't beaten them in forever? I think it was the first time Carr beat the Chiefs. It was a while ago. Now we watched it together. I think. Yeah. Huntington. Yeah. Like seven years ago, something like that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was like a long time ago. ago. Yeah. Wow. You remember yeah, that no, game where the, where the where uh, Card threw that little that looping like high pass to uh, to Cooper and it hit the 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 camera like the, yeah, the, the camera cable the camera cable oh god, my god the Raiders fucking luck he man. was wide fucking open too ugh that was awful tell me there wasn't a Chiefs fan working the utility just giving that cable a yank get it, get it grab it grab it over there terrible piece of shit no but there's some there's some good matchups here man there's some good matchups. It should be fun. Should be fun. Should be fun to see where they're going and and when. I just thank God we're not going international, dude. That's that's yeah. Fucking Jacksonville gets over there and stay over there, dude. They <laughs> want they want to be there. The Jaguars yeah, want to because they're like because they're like because they have no fan base in the states. So like, let's be Europe's team. Like, get us over there as often as possible. We'll, yeah, we'll, and they're we'll, staying we'll there for two weeks. weeks. They got two weeks yeah, in a row back to back games. Yeah, in two different that's stadiums. Cool. They're doing one in Wembley, one in Tottenham. They're there back to back with different stadiums because they're home one week and away hey. the other. Duh. <laughs> they're the Tottenham team. Fucking RJ. <laughs> <Don't> you know, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, ready to do some Raiders news? Sure, man. So, uh, normally every single time anyone talks about someone who has cancer, it's like the shittiest, most depressing conversation ever. Good news about cancer. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN is reporting quite the comeback in the works. Tight end Foster Moreau, not Moreau. And the Saints have agreed to terms on a three-year, $12 million deal, including $8 million guaranteed and $3 million in incentives. That's what his agent's telling him. So I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. So like, you know, when he's done with chemo, when he comes back in a few seasons, they've got a deal ready for him. That's really cool of them to do that. Nope. Moreau has a positive diagnosis of his Hodgkin's lymphoma recovery and plans to play in 2023. He plans to play professional football after getting diagnosed with cancer, what, two months ago? Yeah. He just made cancer his bitch. He just bent cancer over and slapped it in the ass. Yeah, that's that's great that they caught it as soon as they did, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, you know, guys, go in and get your blood work. Guys, gals, whoever, however you identify. Go in there and get your blood work done, man. Get your, get your panels done. Don't be Are afraid. You, do, you, do you get uh, the colonoscopy? You're over forty. I turned forty this year, but you're yeah. You're past. yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. No. The the worst part of the whole thing, honestly, is the night before when they give you those fucking like little juice shit to drink, and it just fucking cleans you the fuck out, and you can't eat for like a whole day, and just freaking miserable, and you got stomach cramps, and you're dehydrated because all you're doing is shitting your face off. Oh, it's terrible. I, I do like a good cleanse, though. Every it's now not then. fun, dude. It's not fun. It's not like you had some freaking taqueria and you just shit your pants the next day. You just feel it's, lighter, you know? It's Oh, no. It's not like that at all, man. It's like it's like debilitating cramps. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> it's bad. At least you know that you can, you can I did it. Uh, an adult male can hold between 5 and 20 pounds of fecal matter just stuck in the lining of your intestine. Because yeah, like the walls of your intestine are like, they you know, found like John this. Wayne had like twenty something pounds of shit in them. You can get and, and so like every now and then, right? 
Get a little cleanse. Clean just that undercook, up. Just undercook you some chicken. <laughs> yes. Give yourself a little salmonella. Nice little medium fast. rare chicken breast. Just yeah, do it. Clean you up real good. And you never just know what you'll the, find. Just sear yeah. that chicken breast. I'll be all right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we were talk. We're talking diarrhea because Foster Morrow uh, signing with uh, the Saints. He gets to go back with. Uh, good for him, man. That's awesome for him. It's a great story. Really great story. I'm go sure. Back um, home. Derek sure Carr loved played. him too, so I'm sure yeah. that was a big, you know, big part of why. So he gets to gets to well, he's, he's, he's a decent player too. Gets to gets to play football. Gets to go back after, home after with cancer, treatment. back home with a quarterback he's familiar with. It's good the stuff. easiest schedule in football, in the worst conference in football. Couldn't happen to a better guy. God bless. Thank God. What a good what a him, great man. news. What a happy day. Him. That's so awesome. Speaking of happy days, right? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to tra- in radio they call this a transition. I don't know how to do a um, hard left turn here, but um, we knew this day was coming. Henry Ruggs the third, our former first round wide receiver that was just starting to find his stroke two seasons ago, um, pleads guilty to the DUI case. So it had been in in all the pending legal issues. Uh, they're not going to go to trial. It makes sense, right? Like the evidence is overwhelming. It's just a matter of what kind of deal that um, his attorney can get with the district attorney um, and what's, you know, a fair, if there is a fair number, right? So the report is former Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs pleaded guilty Wednesday to one count of DUI resulting in death, one count of misdemeanor vehicular manslaughter. And he will serve three to 10 years in prison for the death of Tina Tinter. He yeah, might even play football dude. again. Three, um, three to three years. Good behavior. Obviously he's got the best possible attorney. He's what? 24. He'd be in his third year. So 21 to two. He's 23, 23, 23, he's 24. 23 years old, man. And three years, 26. I mean, you could, he could play. maybe, maybe could play again. He could possibly play again. Um, I don't know, man. It's Tough. just, it, it's not just the fact that it happened, it's the fact that there was a pattern of behavior leading to it. Mm. And I can understand people coming back from things. Uh, but he, he, he fucking took someone's life, dude. Like, yeah, come on. That's 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 just like, all right, enough's enough. Uh, I, I'm a very, very big believer and paying your debt to society and you've paid your debt to society, right? I'm a very big believer in, all right, you did a crime. You went to jail, do your best to become, you should be given normal opportunities to be a contributing member to society again, whether Henry Ruggs comes back and plays football or Henry Ruggs comes back and plays a plumber. Tina Tintor is not coming back. There's that's it's, it's over. Right, that's done. Yeah, I'm really torn about this one. Man. I, I agree with you, like as far as second chances, but dude, this is tough to come back from. It's very tough to come back from, but I think society is better off when you've paid your debt and you give guys a chance to move on. Like I said, like if he's playing football, it, it's we look at it as like, and, and it's true, it is extremely glamorous, and guys make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it is a job. You're a professional football player that you're serving a purpose, and when he, Henry Ruggs is done, he's gonna need a job. He's going to need a job, right? Is is society better off with him bagging groceries than him playing football? And I would also hope that that could be something for him to look forward to while he's rehabbing in prison. While he's saying like, look, if I keep my shit together, if I stay focused, if I stay off the booze, if I make better decisions, if I grow up, I might be able to put on the shoulder pads again, but I have to prove it. It could be a motivating factor for a guy like him. Yeah, I mean, let's. I don't know if the, I don't know if your your question was very fair. It's. I think there's a big pendulum swing between playing in the NFL and bagging groceries. There's a lot of things he can do that are a better career path than bagging groceries. So I don't know if we can necessarily paint it as that as okay. That's that's what he. Those my, are his options, right? My point. My point being, no matter what he does, he can be a contributing member to society. He might, sure. and, you, and you want him doing his like. Put it this way: If he was like a NASA scientist, and this happened, the exact same thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. Would we say no? He doesn't deserve to be a NASA scientist anymore. You're like, no. Let's. He's paid his debt, and he's he's proven that he's not screwed up anymore. Well, that's actually back happened. to his job. She never she never became an astronaut again. They never let her be an astronaut again. 
an astronaut was married to, to an astronaut and she freaking drove to kill him and they caught her. She was never an astronaut again. I think that's a little different because Dude, this it's was the same thing, man. Like, very, no, 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 it's very, no, there's a difference between first degree murder and vehicular manslaughter. One is I'm a murderer and I want to intentionally kill you. And another one is I made a really fucking stupid decision. There's a, re there's a reason why well, there's different it, scales but to death. The end result is the same. The end result is the same. But there's a reason why the, the, the penalty for first degree murder is different than second degree murder, which is different than manslaughter, which is different than vehicular manslaughter. Because intent yeah. matters. I understand. I just I don't know if I'm the NFL. I'm I'm even entertaining that. Like Ray 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 look at Ray Rice. He came back and played. He came back and played football after all that happened. He didn't kill anybody. No, but he like we saw him dragging his his fiance by the hair out of a out of an elevator. Like we, and then we saw later him Captain Caveman fucking Alex Pereira left hooking her in oh, the God. elevator. Like some of the most damning visceral video evidence ever, and he still played. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I look I'm I'm really conflicted about this. Like I said, like I'm all about second chances, and but like that sec second chance at life, yeah. right? Like can you go and do something other than the NFL? Sure. Can you coach? Can you be a trainer? Can you be like a special, like a, like a position type of like have a camp for like elite athletes and stuff like that? Yeah. You can do stuff like that. You can get the connections through, through Alabama and all that stuff to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to be playing in the NFL. That's, that's the pinnacle. Should be, he be allowed back. It's almost like the Louis C.K. thing, okay? Like, I, I, because I was talking to a friend about Louis C.K. a while back, and it's like, okay, so this guy cannot make money ever again in his life. I'm not saying what he did was right or what he did was wrong or whatever, but so now you're saying that he can't make money at all anywhere. He has to bag groceries, right? Uh, it's a little bit different because it's kind of more him doing things on his own. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 a tough question, man. It's not an easy answer, but I think I think. As a society, when someone, you know, rushed committed a crime, a terrible one that ended about as bad as a crime can. Absolutely true. And he's going to pay his debt. He's going to pay his debt to society. And I think he deserves the opportunity to prove that he's a changed man and can work and doing the trade that he knows. And I'll tell you this much. Um, Tina Tintor's family, I bet, wants him playing football again because there's going to be a very large civil lawsuit. That he's going to have to pay very large sums of money to. So I bet, bet yeah, you they're rooting for him there. to be back in the NFL making millions. He's going to be living paying. in an efficiency apartment, dude. Like he's dude. not going to be like living life. No, he's, he's going to he's going to pay a lot, and rightfully so. Uh, next, Hetty, Liney. <laughs> we we go from a medical miracle to a giant medical eyebrow raise. Jesus, Bo Jackson, sixty years old now. Can you believe that? Sixty years old. He did an interview with uh, McElroy and Kubelik in the morning and said uh, he was he was in town for like a Frank Thomas like ceremony because mm -hmm. they both played at, at Auburn. Mm -hmm. And he said, I wasn't there at the ceremony because of dealing with hiccups. I repeat, dealing with hiccups. I've had the hiccups since last July. I'm getting a medical procedure done the end of this week, I think, to try to remedy it. I've been busy sitting at the doctors, poking me, shine lights down my throat, probing me every way they can to find out why I've got these hiccups. That's the only reason I wasn't there. He's had hiccups for 10 months. So is, bad he couldn't attend a ceremony. That's awful. He wasn't getting shot off into space. He wasn't doing like nuclear experiments. He wasn't trying to be a Navy SEAL. He had hiccups so bad he couldn't attend a ceremony. Dude, that is that's oh. crazy. That is that is that is definitely crazy. You know why he still has the hiccups? Because nobody he's not afraid of anything. Nobody can scare him to scare the hiccups out of him. It's impossible. You know what? Another this is part two. The immune to all treatments. Put put your put your best hiccup remedy below. Let's see what we get. Well, Bo Bo said, he said, I've done everything. Scare me, hang upside down, drink water, smell the ass of a porcupine. Doesn't work. <laughs> 
I gotta admit, I haven't done the uh, porcupine ass one yet. But if that's a thing, I mean, it's medically it proven, right? Science is science, right? This is a this is a pro science podcast. It's true. Reducing what a windbags? You know it. Uh, first one, D nice, forty one. Clever name, D nice. You always rely heavily on past experience slash what's familiar when trying to build something for the first time, but their long-term success will depend on their ability to think beyond their experience in New England. This is after the segment I did saying how Mark Davis was telling the media, "Is like, no, we didn't hire Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler to do, to be, to do the Patriot way. They're doing the Patriot way. Um, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. The results are yet to be seen, but they clearly are both in who they've brought in, both in theme, both in personnel, both coach and player. And that's just how we are as humans, right? Like we are products of our environment. Like I grew up in Long Beach and Huntington Beach my entire life. I'm a California guy. Like I love Mexican food and avocado and I know do yoga and like whatever, right? Like this is what I know, right? This is what I've done. If I grew up in Minnesota or Uruguay or Tanzania, I'm sure I'd be different, right? So this I think a lot of the reason I brought this up is so many people were like, why are you hating? Why is that a bad thing? Never once said it was a bad thing. I'm saying you can't expect two guys that had basically their entire professional careers, basically, like they've done college and other stuff, but basically what has made them who they are was working in New England under Belichick. That's that's the bulk of their professional experience. That's what they're going to use. <laughs> that's That's what they know. Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't. I, I I see it as the Parcellian way, more than anything, because he was the same way. I hear all these stories about Bill Parcells and everything, and that's just who he was. He yeah. would he would cut guys just to send a message. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he would trade guys early. He would you know he he would be that that hard ass to people. Uh, it's I just if, if people. If, if the media and, and, and the narrative that's being pushed want to say the Patriot way, then that's nothing. That, and anyone who doesn't like the situation is going to use it as uh, a negative. Oh, the Patriot way. Bah, Patriots East. Oh, the Raiders have a new logo. It's the Patriots logo. It's like if you're going to be a hater, you're going to find a reason and find something to say. The, the, the story has not been written fully yet. Um, we got to take a look and see if these moves are going to pan out. Um, and hopefully, hopefully they do. I want the Raiders to win. I just, I don't understand a lot of these guys out there are like, oh yeah, I want the Raiders to lose. So they fire McDaniels. Like, dude, wait, what? You want them to lose? It's, it's, I just, I, I hear a lot of this stuff. I haven't seen a lot of, I want them to lose. It's I've seen like, a lot of it on Twitter. I, a ton I, of see, it. I see mostly a lot of just like, they don't believe in McDaniels and Ziegler. So it's like, let's not waste another year. Get them out. Um, it's too early for that. It's way too early for that. Too, um, the results haven't been great so far, but it's been one season. They basically had one and a half off seasons in one season, right? It's just not enough time. They finally have like a full draft class to deal with. Yeah, so it's just, it's just. It's, a, and again, like yeah, I, I, I stand by they have not performed well so far, but it's been one and a half off seasons in one season. Like, yeah, it's let them, you know, let them find the. And I, and the other thing that just hit me, it just hit me today. Like, Josh McDaniels kind of has a little bit of like. Like Belichick's first like one eighth of his coaching NFL coaching career has been has been Josh McDaniels. Like he was yeah. amazing under Parcells as a defensive coordinator, right? Belichick started off terrible in Cleveland, but Mc, nobody yeah, cared. Mc, was McDaniels Cleveland. was great offensive coordinator for, for, and then he goes to Denver, shits the bed. Belichick goes to the Browns, shits the bed, um, gets a second chance. You know, goes back, back to a good defensive coordinator. McDaniels goes back, back to good offensive coordinator. And then Belichick goes and finds a stroke, right? Um, it's possible, right? It literally just happened with the main guy that's following him. I mean, that's that's crazy optimistic that, you know, Josh McDaniels have, has, you know, Belichick's um, success. But it's happened. Like, is it possible? Yeah, it literally just happened with the guy Josh McDaniels has been working under forever. Yeah, and, and nobody knew what Belichick was until he started winning. It's winning cures a lot of things. And it's just the, what annoys me a lot is the, the, the people out there who would rather be right than have a good outcome or the right outcome happen. Like they would rather be right and us suck just because they want 
a specific coach gone or a regime gone just because they don't like it. Uh, my, my experience around. has been Raider fans and all fans in general, but Raider fans specifically are just so caught up and emotional in the moment. If Josh McDaniels puts to get like starts four and oh, 99% of them are going to change their tune. You're like, Oh my God, we're waiting. This is great. Everything's awesome. I think we just get have so, a vast different experience. We get so caught up in the moment of like, I, this is how I feel right this second. Oh my God. He's destroying the, the, the franchise. I love I had, so much. Like dude, I had this so caught up in the moment. I had this joker in, in, in the, the comments of the last video, the Raiders are going to be last in the AFC West guaranteed. And I'm like, okay, so what happens if they don't come in last? Like, what are you putting up? Like, Usually, if there's a guarantee, there's something there. Like, what do you, what do you, what's, what's, what, what skin do you have in the game if, if they don't, you know, you're, you're it's like almost like you want them to be in last place. Oh, well, I'll put up my Raiders fandom. If they don't come in last place, I'll stop being a Raider fan. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking idiot, bro. These are the type of people that we have. See, this, out there. this is the thing. We can both read the exact same comment, come with completely different things. I don't think he's rooting for them to be last. He's just, hates okay. where we're at you didn't you you didn't hear the second part of the story i i didn't say that he wasn't a fan i said okay what are you putting up if they don't come in last and he said my raider fandom if What's they gonna don't say, i'm gonna venmo you a hundred bucks no like, what, say something I mean, if you're gonna you be ridiculous high five if you're gonna be ridiculous and guarantee something that you have zero control over well then i could be ridiculous back Again, that doesn't sound like someone who's rooting for them to lose. It just sounds like someone who's pissed right this very second. And if they start okay, winning, and I'm trying to like calm everything down, and you know, but then this, I'm not seen that way. I'm seen as the I I got my head so far up McDaniel's ass, and I I kissed the the, the the feet of this regime and this and that. But I'm just like, dude, just wait and see what happens. One year is nothing. You guys stay out of the comment section, Soto. It's gonna drive you nuts. ITK dot R eight R S N fucking way. I think this is ridiculous. Ampersand Batman symbol. Mark Davis fires Barber yet? Never. Never. Can't fire yourself. That thing's a. What if Mrs. Davis still shows up to the Mark Davis household every two weeks with with her little Tupperware and just like scissors? How was your day? Oh, you got some you got some smudge on your face. Spit. Cleans it up. That would be heartwarming. Oh, I, and God. I imagine Mark Davis just looks like he has that relationship with his mom. Like a beautiful, loving one, but one that never graduated past being eight years old. I don't know, man. That's that haircut is I just don't get it. I don't understand I'm it. I'm telling you, if if the Raiders, the Raiders are just one or two like Mark Davis made these great moves away and a winning season away from that haircut being like a wig that's fans wear at games. You know what I mean? Like if he just does a couple really cool things and the Raiders win. Look, that's he's already he's already awesome. banged that freaking uh contortionist. Cirque du Soleil girl. Oh make her wear it. <laughs> no, not her wear it, but that's already a cool thing. Uh JXFET. Uh, we were asking that uh, that that Raider fan at the draft who had the sign, Josh McDaniels eats corn the long way. We're like, where'd that come from? We're curious. Like 30 people, 100 people in the comment section. I guess we're the only people that didn't know. It's Mitch from uh, the Raiders Report, hmm. the YouTube channel. I guess he, I guess that's, I don't know if it's his line or if he said it once, but that's where everyone got it from. Yeah, I man, you, you got a little, you got a little shrapnel from that there, buddy. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, because it's uh, like blowing somebody and someone got all crazy. Yeah. Like if you're gonna go to a, uh, oh, I caught it. You're on board this. You're on board of this show too, Soto. If you, if, I didn't if you, say anything. If you come to a Raiders YouTube show that's called the Autumn Windbags, you're you're probably not gonna get too PC of a show. To be honest, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that any of us were really thinking that far down the line. I think if you want to trace it all the way back and make it something that it really wasn't intended to be, sure. Uh, I, I I know that in our normal everyday lives, you and I are not insensitive to these types of issues and stuff like that. Um, it's just talking shit, and uh, I don't. I don't know if you. You know. 
We take jokes as they're intended. He the heat, though. It wasn't We're me. taking jokes as they're intended. They're jokes. As jokes. Jokes are jokes. That's how we take it. If you don't, if you don't want to, that's fine. Suck it. <laughs> that's like so one of again, our only female listeners out there, too. Uh, so, again... I love how you distanced yourself from this, like as if you're not. Bro, I didn't say a goddamn thing. Rotate. I didn't say a goddamn thing when that happened. Okay. I distanced myself right then and there. Pussy. (laughs) I knew what was happening. Um, again, you gotta stay out of the comment section. It's gonna drive you nuts. Tomorrow, I like to interact with you guys. You're probably listening on Thursday, so today, Thursday, eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. Soto will be handling the. Um, schedule release live live reaction nah. we got what games we want to go to are we getting the cold weather ones early hopefully are we getting the open stadiums early is my prediction going to be true that we get the Thanksgiving day game with the Lions That'd be sweet. so you have to find out but until then now go whatever you're with me